join us this morning on 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. Each one of us has been called to a field, whether it be a teenager, a father, a mother, a youth leader, or if you simply consider yourself a regular Christian, our field is the world we live in. For each one's field, the challenges are different, but the expectations are the same, to bring glory to God. This morning, I pray that you'll be encouraged as we look at the scriptures together. So what are the conditions? Number one is a conformity to a standard. He has given us a standard. And in verse 5 he says, This is the message we heard from him, and we announce to you. What do we announce to you in your Bibles? Verse 5, 1 John chapter 1. What do we announce to you? God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet walk in the darkness, what happens? We lie. He's beginning to give us the ingredients of this fellowship we are talking about. He says the God that we are talking about is light. And therefore, if we walk in the darkness, there is no fellowship. We don't just confess a fellowship between me and God. It has to be real. How real is it? It is practical. It will show. It will show. We don't just say. And verse 7, but if we walk in the light, as, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all. From all sin. Now, when I look at those verses very carefully and notice something, notice something. There I am standing. I'm saying I have fellowship with who? With the Father, but I'm walking where? In the darkness. What is the conclusion of the matter? I'm lying. And I'm not practicing truth. Then we come to verse 7. It says, But if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, based on the previous verse, what should be the conclusion of the matter when I'm walking in the light? Before, I'm saying, if I say I have fellowship with him, but I walk in darkness, I am lying. Now that I'm walking in the light, I should have fellowship with who? With God, isn't it? Isn't it? But is that what verse 7 is saying? Verse 7 changes the properties of the relationship there. It doesn't say fellowship with God. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. Now, here as well, I was reading commentaries that both of them differed. And I think both of them in their differences were actually true. Ryrie, on the other hand, was saying that this is in reference to one another. Look at this. Here is me and you. He's saying, if we claim to have fellowship with God but walk in the darkness, we're doing what? We're lying. Verse is saying, but if we do what? Walk in the light. We have fellowship with one. And when he's saying one another is reference to who? To God. The one another. Then I come to um, another commentary, I think it was by, uh, what's his name? Henry. And Henry is saying, no, the one another is in the fellowship with the one another. That if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And this is how both are true. Number one, realistically, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with who? With God. But verse 7 can only mean one thing. It cannot mean two things. Only means one. In as much as both are what? Both are true. And I think, personally, that this is in reference to one another in relation to believers. In relation to believers. But if we walk in the light as it is in the light, the first condition was between God and your line, not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light, there is fellowship with one another. That relationship is complete. It is a complete relationship. One another. One another. It's me and God. It's me 
and you. John doesn't leave this hanging. He explains it further. That my relationship with God, once it's in the light, the relationship with one another will work out. He explains it further. Look at chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. And verse 9. I'll just refer to it. Someone else was going to cover this whole passage. But verse 9 he says what? The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his what? His brother is what? He's in darkness until when? Until now. Do you see now that referring to one another and walking in the light? He says, walk in the light. There's fellowship between you and one another. Walk in the light. What does verse 10 say? Chapter 2, verse 10. The one who loves his brother abides in the what? In the light. And there's no cause for stumbling in him. There's no cause for stumbling in him. You're walking in the light. We're going to look at shortly what is that exactly that this walking in the light actually mean? Does it mean perfection? It doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean perfection. You know why? Look at verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fresh with another. And number two, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Otherwise, if it meant perfection, that particular part of the blood of Jesus cleansing us from all sin would not have been there. Because you're already walking in the light. Therefore, there's no sin to do what? To cleanse you from. But he's saying even those that walk in the light, there's fellowship and there's a cleansing from sin. It does not mean perfection. It doesn't mean perfection. It means we are transparent with one another. We are transparent when it comes to God's word. We're not living in sin. In as much as there is sin in us, we are keeping a short account of sin. God, verse 15, 3.15. Everyone who hates his brother is a what? Is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has their life abiding in him. Again, he's equating fellowship to our own salvation. That you're saved, yes, the evidence of it is love for one another. Please, let me use this example. Please come, please come, please come. It will be short. Our time is it's going to be very short, even before you realize it will be done. So here is wife, and here is husband. Husband, come. Husband, come. Mister, please come. And that is Christ right there. You can stay right there. Just stay right there. There, there. There is enough. There's a distance between these two at this point. And this really happens in my home. And there is no fellowship. Because they are far what? apart. And if they work in different places, it even gets worse. And if they travel, it's even worse. And if they have capability as a phone, no FaceTime, no WhatsApp video, it's even more worse. This distance keeps growing. Now when there are kids involved and they stand right here, what happens? The distance even becomes wider. We begin not just to Conflict between the two of us, it becomes now, plus the what? Plus the kids. You're talking about the fellowship that is honoring to God, where you are focused on who? Most of the time, husband and wife are trying to close this gap, but it doesn't usually do what? Work. We try to close it. And the world will tell you how to close it. How do you close it? Buy her flowers. Buy him the what? The smartphone. You try to close it. But before you know it, the, flower, the flowers wither, the, the phone does what? Breaks. And that kind of never ends. 
How do you close up this gap? And this guy said, all you have to do is focus on who? On God. Let your relationship with God become closer. And so let's start moving towards God. Start moving towards God. Even you, you move towards God, towards the cross. Just keep, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Keep moving. And as you come towards God, what happens to the distance? The distance becomes, to, becomes a bit smaller. Now you can hear each other at the cross. Because what you have in common is who? Is God. This is fellowship. Not just with one another, not just one person with God, but as you fellowship with God, as you walk in the light with God, you have fellowship one with one with another. This is true fellowship. And what is true about the family is true about you and I within the church. Thank you so much. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for because of your son, yes, we have fellowship with you. That our sins are forgiven. And Father, I pray if there be anyone seated here that may not know you as Lord and Savior, they have no fellowship with you. I pray that tonight, today, they will take your son, that they may have fellowship with you. That they may have fellowship with your son. That their sins may be forgiven. That they may have eternal life. Like John says, this is eternal life. We touched, we heard, we proclaimed to you eternal life. Father, I pray that today, they will come before you and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins and make me your child today. I continue to pray for families here. The Lord, through fellowship with you, and as we look at your word, as we fellowship with you, that that distance between husband and wife will even become closer, that there will be true fellowship with you in the picture. I commit each one of us before you. We pray that the fellowship as talked about from your word will be true of this church, will be true of every member. And we ask the Lord will be our help because only you can make this possible. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to 10 Minutes in the Field. To support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda, visit www.give.wol.org slash location slash Rwanda. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.